Good afternoon, Jamie. Hello, Keith. Uh, how's everything going after we spent uh, 15 minutes trying to get Zencaster to work? Uh, yeah, computers suck, man. But computers don't work, dude. Beyond that, things are okay. I'm a little stressed out at the moment, but that just happens from time to time. What are you stressed um, out about, man? Oh, mostly I'm stressed out just from like work stuff because I'm going to be going on paternity leave sometime in late February, early March. And I just have projects that I want to tackle. And I'm like, oh, I have way too much work that I would like to have done before I leave that is basically just not possible. So trying mm. to alleviate the pressure that I'm putting on myself, but I'm not very good at that. Mm, yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, but that's right. that's all work stuff. That's not why we come here to talk, though. No, we talk about stuff we haven't done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. that's true. Well, this is the stuff that I haven't done is what's stressing me out. Um, yeah. Well, how are things going for you? Um, well, I mean, besides the United States being on fire. We um, always start with a caveat of like, if you ignore current world events, <laughs> yeah. then my well, life is Well, I mean, it has blah. to be done, man. It's, it's 2020 still. One. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, things are things are eh, things are right. I did I did a lot up until this week. So this week was uh, pretty much just doom scrolling, uh, which is help, yeah. helpful and and not stressful at all. <laughs> recommended. Yeah, it's very very recommended. <laughs> uh, if you if you ever want to try like meditation, just try like doom scrolling. It's mm -hmm. basically the same thing. But, it's a test of your meditation capabilities. It's like, it's try to stay calm while scrolling through all of this BS. Right. Um, yeah, so I haven't really done much uh, like this week in particular, but, but previous weeks, uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, well, nice. It's good that uh, this is not a weekly podcast because then we'd be, you know, bust in that scenario. But this is a tri-weekly podcast, I guess, for this particular it's monthly. one. It's monthly. Yeah, it's quarterly. basically a monthly podcast, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we were supposed to record. Well, I thought we were supposed to record on the on the first of January, but after I edited the last episode that we had, and I realized at the end of it, I said, "Oh, that's not happening." Yeah, yeah, that was what I was basing my stuff on. But we never changed the calendar event, so there was we a... never changed the calendar event. I forgot that I said that, um, and I showed up at like. Uh, first of all, I had to drag myself out of bed. I'm like, oh, I'm like in bed at eleven o'clock still. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I got the stupid podcast. You're like, crap, podcast. And I'm just yeah. like, man, I'm glad I don't have a podcast today. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a shower. I got to get a shower in. I got to get some coffee. So I'm pumped up. Come down here. And you're like, no, man. Uh, remember last time? I'm like, no. And uh, and then I was like, man, I think I think Keith is on drugs sometimes. And then, <laughs> and then I realized I'm the one on drugs. Because uh, because then I, I edited the podcast. I was like, oh, that's where we mentioned it. Oh, you thought I was just bullshitting you? No, I just I remember <laughs> talking about like that the podcast that was on the first, mm -hmm. but I don't remember saying like, oh, we're not going to do that that day. I just remember gotcha. like saying, oh, that's going to be shitty, you know, uh -huh. uh, which it was. Uh, I made it though, but then uh, and then you weren't there, and then you're like, no, man, we're not going to do it this week. And then I was like, yeah. I was really revealed, uh, relieved, actually. So, oh, good. Uh, That's what we like to hear. Relief is good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you last time we spoke, last time we left our heroes, um, you were like taking a couple days uh, during your holiday break 
the plan was to take a couple days. So uh, I did actually put a full, so I did take a whole day to my, like to actually work, like sent Eden to her grandma's to be watched. And I just got to work for the entire day. And I basically built the entire deck builder in that day. So that was actually pretty cool. So like made lots of progress on that. I've been kind of iterating on some stuff as I've been going on. Which brings me to WYSIWYG editors, which absolutely, like, I hate the idea that I have to support Such one of these things. Oh. But uh, yeah, but so that's a point of uh, topic we could talk about. But uh, yeah, so I'm more or less built a deck editor. There's still some stuff that I need to do. I figured out a bunch of live view stuff that I had done wrong. So I went back and fixed a lot of that. That took like probably six hours one day for me to <laughs> finally figure out what the heck was going on, figure out how a lot of stuff in live view works and then sort of rearrange a lot of my templating like code just to put things in the right spots so that I can actually get the benefits from a lot of live view stuff. So lots and lots of work actually went into it. I'm, it's not quite ready to launch. I have a pretty relatively short checklist of things that I'm like, these are uh, have to be here for before I can launch. Thankfully, a lot of those are like checkout related stuff. It's like create a purchase page, create a plan, or it's like create a plans page, uh, allow a customer to change a subscription, integrate with Stripe checkout, like those kind of things, which uh, I'm hoping don't take an excessively long time to do. But out of, out of all those things that you just said, the only thing you need to, to implement before you launch is the pricing page. You don't need, people don't need to update their credit cards. People don't need to. No, I'm, but they need to know how to, they need to be able to purchase. So I need, I need like the plans page and then Stripe. Yeah. Stripe checkout's more of an integration at that point. It's not a lot of implementation, which is beautiful because I don't want to have to manage a credit card form basically ever. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a nice thing. So I have to do that. There are a few more deck features that I want to do, uh, namely doing like some validation on the legality of rule set stuff. So if somebody creates a deck and they want it to work in the standard format in Pokemon, I want to make sure that it validates based on the card rules and kind of tells you like, hey, this actually isn't legal. Like you couldn't go take this to a tournament and play. So how are you uh, going to do that? Like, do you implement that on, like, is that part of the API that you get? Or like, no, that's a, thankfully that's just like, I have to implement a subset of rules for the actual card game, which isn't that hard because the cards specify their rules. And if they don't specify the rule, then there's an overarching rule of just like, you can't have four cards of the same name in a deck. So that rule, though, is that like, does that come from the API or? No, no. Okay. If if a card has an exception to it, then that's actually on the card itself. It's on the card text, which I have access to from the API. So I will be able to figure out exceptional cases and okay. I won't have to like go around and think, you know, every time there's a slight adjustment or a new feature that is implemented inside the card game or something, I won't have to go and modify things. For the most part, it's just like, does this does this card have a quantity ruling? And it's like, what is it sort of thing? And and that's basically the only rule that I care about is like, can you have this many of that card in this deck? So that's actually not that bad. It's basically just like for normal cards, four of is the maximum for special case cards. There's a one of a lot of times there's no two or three rules ever, as far as I could tell. And so it'll be pretty easy for me to implement that. Okay, well, I'm a little confused though, because if if that rule doesn't come from the API, is this you manually going through each card and saying this card has some text 
or are you parsing this text out? Oh, like, the text is, I have a, like the text on the card is parsed into like a billion fields. I have access to all of the, all of the text on a card I have access to through an attribute of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so there's a rules text attribute on a card, I believe. Um, so I should be able to do that. Otherwise I could just blanket statement some stuff and be like, here are actually the like seven types of cards that have special rulings. Go ahead and, you know, uh, apply these to all the cards that meet this case. Cool. It's, it sounds worse than it is. It's really not going to be that bad, but it's something I do need to do. But the hard yeah, it one seems, yeah, it seems weird. Like, oh, it's easy. I just like, sometimes I have this text and sometimes it doesn't, but you're like, yeah, if it's not text. there, then I know what the actual rule is. I mean, Hmm. Okay. I mean, you know what the rule is, but does the computer know what the rule is? Yeah, I just set a default rule. Okay. Yeah, um, it won't be bad. Cool. So, yeah, not not super concerned about that. I'm actually currently working on one of the things that is kind of a necessity if, if you want to build something like this for at least the Pokemon community is you need to be able to share it and, uh, and have it like immediately give somebody something that they can look at. So I'm using canvas and the images that I have to like generate a dynamic social media, like banner image that is the deck list and the quantity, like it's all of the cards laid out nicely with like a nice background and like the quantity numbers for each card placed over overlaid on the card. So you can see like, Oh, I need four of these, three of these, etc. So I'm working on that right now. And it's actually coming together pretty well considering I've never used canvas in my life. Is that something you're doing on the on the client side, or is this something you can actually do inside the live view? Uh, this is something that I'm doing on the client side right now. I'll actually, when they're on the page, or like if somebody goes to view the page, I'll probably. So what's going to happen is when somebody updates the their deck list, I'm probably going to queue a job to generate this image using like using Canvas and JavaScript. And then have a, I might not even package it inside of this web application, have it just like turn that image into, or turn that like web page result into an actual image mm -hmm. and put that in S3. Uh, that way I can reference it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I'm, I'm interested in how you do that. Cause I was going to do the same thing, similar technical sort of hurdles that were inside uh, chronic for like active backgrounds and stuff. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually pretty stoked for it. I've made a lot of progress on it this morning. Cool. And so that's, that's really coming along. I have all the cards kind of laid out and it's really, it's, you know, anytime you're doing these things where it's like the geometry of like, all right, I need this image. I need to scale it down proportionally. I need to place it here. Then I, I have a variable number of cards that are going to go into a deck kind of thing. So, um, sort of just factoring the stuff to all make sense has been my thing. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'll start with like the image being like 4k because I have really big images for every one of the cards. So I'm like, I should use the highest quality that I can and then like create the big one and then scale it down is mm -hmm. kind of what I assume should be my plan. So that's, mm -hmm. that's where I'm currently going. Like I'm generating like a 4k image and then I'll have it, uh, whatever service I'm using with this, have it like download that and then like crop it to like Twitter card size and, or crop it to a uh, Facebook card size or whatever. What are you, what are you using these images for? Is this for like users to share amongst their social networks? Yeah. It's, like, so it's when somebody shares like their, you can set it to, if somebody takes their public deck list mm -hmm. page or whatever, and yeah. they go and they share that link on Facebook. I can set this to be the social media banner image so that it yeah. will get be the thing that gets pre-populated. And because gotcha. that's like most of the talk in Pokemon land happens on like a couple of like 50,000 member um, YouTube page or not YouTube page, uh, Facebook pages, basically. 
or Facebook cool. groups rather. So I want, idea. yeah, I want to have something to where they can, they're encouraged to share this because it'll look good when they share it and people be like, oh man, what'd you do to generate that deck list? And be like, oh, I got this badass deck list management thing. Well, um, what about, have you thought about like doing a pricing tier where people don't have to ask that question? Like it has a oh, like oh, that's a good idea. Put a little Juniper's lab. Um, I 100% will do that actually yeah, yeah. because that's super easy to do yeah, and it's... just like add watermarking to the thing. Yep, yep. That'll be, and that's a nice, uh, oh, you're taking notes. I like the ones yeah. where you prepare. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, because that's like, you know, people don't have to ask that question because, you know, half the people aren't going to ask that question uh, because it's too much trouble or they're too embarrassed or yeah so, nice yeah. that's a good idea and that'll be easy to add to this thing before i even finish it well cool cool man that's a good idea so are you using like um like the o data stuff is it o data what, what is it's og it? right it's like OG, metadata yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. og colon image or whatever yeah yeah uh are you using that or using like specific like facebook image twitter image? Uh, i haven't even gotten to that part i'm i'm uh, right now i'm really just drawing the image i haven't like added any of that metadata stuff to um the page that people will eventually go to share yeah cool man cool cool but yeah i'm pretty excited about how f- well it's coming along i uh there are certain things that i'm like benching for the time being before launch because i'm like they're just going to be too hard like the original thing where it was going to go and look up uh card pricing information and put that stuff in there and have like affiliate stuff to that yeah um that's like a feature that is like definitely a must-have but it's not a must-have before i get this into hands of people so yeah that seems like a feature that's like a cool like follow-up feature like that shows yeah, a exactly. lot of so I'm just like, this thing is complicated as heck to build because I need to make, like, I have to, for every card in the database, I have to figure out exactly what the search is going to be on the marketplace to find that exact card and then get the pricing information for it. And there's not just like a, it's, I don't know why they don't implement it in terms of just like to use the set identifier, which every single set in Pokemon has a set identifier. So it's like, there's always a name like one was rebel clash from earlier this year or last year i guess and it's like set identifier is rcl everywhere you reference it it's rcl and then every single card in the set has a unique id that is just like this is one of 240 or whatever and Mm. so you i don't know why you can't search by like oh i'm searching the pokemon card listing rcl01 and get that back because that's like the way to get the exact card that you want if you Mm -hmm. don't want to do like a broad search, but I have to like do search by name. Well, there can be like two or three different cards with the exact same name in the set. And then I have to drive down into that information and find the the exact card that I want from there. And since they don't expose the uh, set identifier very well, it like just makes it an absolute nightmare. Cool, cool. That's not so like, so you have pricing page, you have checkout. Oh yeah. Pricing page, uh, yeah. So all the checkout account manage or like account stuff. There, you can manage your account, like change your username or whatever. If you paid for the tier to have a unique username or a custom username, mm-hmm. um, change your password, all that, all that stuff's there. So it's yeah, it's just like plans page, uh, the whole purchase flow, making sure you get your account set up right, um, and then yeah, the deckless share image thing, which I'm building. I need to build a view decklist page, which is basically just going to pull that share image in is like the big image on the page. And then it'll give you, I have a WYSIWYG editor for like notes or like a guide for the decklist. If somebody wanted to like write up a, like, this is how you would play this deck. Like these are the, this is what your like goal is. This is what you're like hoping to get when you're drawing cards in the early part of the game versus the later part of the game, et cetera, et cetera. Like if you wanted to make like a guide you could share, uh, that's there. So to basically render that big image um, and then the guide. Cool, so I need man. to go 
do that page, which will take no time at all. Do my deck list legality thing, which I honestly could punt on. It doesn't really necessarily matter before I release. What is that? What's the, what's That's that? the thing where it was like the ruling of like, do you have oh, too okay, many of these you. cards? And um, I could just implement the easy version, which is like you can never have more than four cards of the same name. And I can just like skip the the stuff where it's like, this is a one of only card. Um, I could skip that for the time being. That sounds, man, I see like the, end, the light. The yeah, end. the only other thing I have to do is besides those is I did have a thing here. It was like display stats on collection inf information, but that like honestly isn't that important right now. I would, that's, that'd be a really easy one to do. Like only look at the cards that you own and like give you some stats on that stuff. But yeah, I feel, like, I, I feel like as a user, like when I first go in there, the first thing I want to do is, is build a deck, right? Excuse me? Probably it's either, well, it depends on the type of person. If you're a person who's collecting cards, the first thing you're going to want to do is go in there and just be like, find the cards that you own and just like click that plus button to be mm -hmm. like, I own five of these and I own six of the, you know, that sort of thing. Like that's what a collector will want to do so that they can see the big picture of like, this is everything that I own. Uh, a deck builder is definitely going to go in there and just be like, I know the cards that I want to use. Um, and so I'm going to go and like build my deck first and then I'll come back later and fill in my collection information because the collection information for a deck builder will be more useful once the pricing integration is there, because then it can tell you like, this is how much this deck costs using current market value. Um, this is how much it would cost for you to, to complete your collection to actually be able to, to build this deck for real because you're missing some cards or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are useful to a deck builder only after pricing information is there. So are you, what audience, are you going for both like types of users? Uh, yeah. Personas? Going, yeah. Personas. Uh, so <laughs> collectors are obviously, they're, they're the bigger market. They're, there are far more people who collect than there are that play. Right. Chad, Chad, the collector who's 26 uh, from uh, Hillsboro, Missouri. Sorry, I was doing a no, it's cool. I'm taking notes on chat. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're obviously that's the market that like that's the cheaper plan too, right? The collector plan is one that like you can add your entire collection here and um, you know, I will that. keep it safe or whatever, and you can see your stats on this stuff and search through your collection easily, that sort of business. Um, because if somebody just comes to the the site for free, like they're not a payer a paying person, they can't add anything to their collection. And they, I'm going to give them one public deck list mm. that they can work with. Uh, and then a collector will have like, they can add stuff to their collection and I'll probably give them, I'll either give them unlimited private deck lists or unlimited. I might give them unlimited public deck lists is probably what I do. And like one private. And then I'll have like the deck builder or the player tier, which is mm. going to be like everything in collection. Plus you have unlimited deck lists. Player. Um, that's cool, man. So, like so it. yeah, that's that's the current goal on those sort of things. The only other thing in here that is really, I would like to create kind of a help system for filters for card search because right now it's like I have a really cool combo box that like does um, hinting as you're filling things out and you can put in the filters using like the Fluent API sort of situation mm -hmm. uh, where it's or you know like Slack's search API basically. Mm -hmm. um, I have that and it'll, it'll even populate the filter name types for you as you're typing out, but there's no, I don't currently surface a way for you to see like, what are my options when I'm using this thing? So I do need to make like a little menu for that and I'll probably hook it up to a hotkey. So if like somebody hits like question mark or whatever, um, then it'll pop that up and you can see. Yeah. Just but, like a little uh, modal, modal pop over. Yeah. Like just a little modal pop up that just pops up a thing. Thankfully that's like another no brainer, super easy thing to build. I have a generic like modal component that is with live view that I can just be like, Oh, uh, I can have a global event. That's like 
PHX key down question mark, uh, and then have it send a thing through LiveView that just renders the modal with some specific content, which is pretty cool. Cool, man. Um, so how long do you like? I yeah, I know, right? Because I want to. I want to make part of the reason we do this podcast is to make ourselves accountable, and I want to see this thing launch. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. I still like to see it launch in 2020 because um, it is. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so how much longer? Like to me, from the outside, it seems like like if you had like a week of full time work on this. Oh, like hands that, down, I'd be able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, four no days brainer. Like uh huh. So yeah, I. I even debated on like, oh, dude, I might just take some time off work, but I'm in that that stupid pickle where I'm going to have 12 weeks off of work for paternity leave. And I have a bunch of projects that are on my plate. And in fact, I have more projects than I should have on my plate right now because of some personnel stuff. So I'm like so buried that I can't take time off like a couple days of PTO or whatever, which really sucks. But yeah, yeah, because I'm limited. I know know this is who you are. (laughs) Like, but like, think about yourself just a little bit more than, than the company you're working for would be my advice. Like, I know this is who you are. You're just an awesome, you know, loyal person. Um, but, you know, man, like this is a benefit to you and it'd probably be less stress on you if you're able to launch this before uh, paternity leave because if you think you're going to work at paternity leave, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I had high hopes last time around yeah. and I accomplished nothing. I became a third shifter and uh, <laughs> that, was, that was all I did. Um, I watched a lot of The Flash. Uh, so I think oh, I, I forgot like about that show. Three seasons of that show. Uh, so I'm probably not going to take PTO just based on the workload that I have and me trying to get that stuff done. Also, I mean, to be fair, based on what's on my plate, if I were my manager, I would probably just be like, nah, it's a little too short notice on the PTO or whatever. Because technically they're allowed to like deny me my PTO if I don't give them enough notice. But, which is pretty standard. It's never happened it, to me. Yeah, is it really like standard. standard? Like somebody saying, no, you have too much work for the company that you can't take PTO? That's uh, Well, mostly what would happen would be like you need to give two weeks notice for PTO or something like that. Right. Um, like that, that's like in employee handbooks, like basically everyone I've ever seen, which you didn't give me an employee handbook when I worked for you. So, uh, (laughs) none existed. Well, you gotta have employees to have a handbook. Hey, I was an employee. (laughs) Well, I know. And number one, dude, employee number one, number one, one. but, uh, so taking those things into consideration, I'm a hundred percent, guaranteeing that this thing is launched by my birthday, which is February 6th. Oh, you're guaranteeing so, it? I'm 100% guaranteeing this thing is launched. You launch it on your birthday. Well, if I can launch it before my birthday, I'm still going to do that, right? But, um, Oh, I mean, like, oh, man. I guess yeah, I could, so- I could, if I get it done beforehand, I can be like, I'm just going to polish stuff until my birthday. I guess I could do it that way. Yes. Uh, or just like, or maybe your product hunt launch is uh, on your birthday or something. Oh, true. There you go. Although, man, I'm so such a shy, nervous person. I don't even know that I could put my stuff on Product Hunt. Oh, I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll do that. Which there are plenty of things that I need to to definitely work on, like fixing the responsive design and some things where I go like, oh, this this is actually just totally broken here. Like, I need to think of a different way of like rendering certain aspects of the deck builder if you're on your phone and whatnot. 
So there, there are plenty of little things like that that I can improve on, but my target audience is not going to use their phone to build their deck list probably. Yeah, and to any uh, to our thirty listeners, um, our our um, our stand up army, uh, to, to all the stand up soldiers out there, uh-huh. um, let's not uh, put Keith's uh, Juniper's lab on product hunt before uh, he's ready. I mean, it's his birthday. There you so go. If you're, if you're listening to this, uh, stand up soldiers, um, let's not do that <laughs> until Keith's birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I have I have a pretty. A uh, weak marketing plan at the moment, which is currently to uh, once I launch this thing, I'll probably post about it in a couple of those gigantic like uh, Facebook groups, and then post something on Reddit. Probably, I was going to ask you about uh, that. Like, are there? Yeah, so the Facebook groups, but are there like um, other areas? Like, are there gamer networks? Like, so uh, my thoughts. I had a couple uh, thoughts of like seeing if I could uh, like sponsor some like. Pokemon like YouTubers for some stuff. Cause there are some like of the, you know, competitive like card game scene versions of things like they would expect sponsorships and they don't have like, you know, most of those are sitting at like 20,000 um, subscribers or something like that. So like a sponsorship should be like 50 bucks, Is, but uh, they still get like, you know, five or 6,000 views to a video. So that's not bad. Is like playing Pokemon like on Twitch or something like that. Is that a thing? Eh, there's like a digital version of the card game. Um, mm-hmm. and most people I would assume who play the digital version actually play the real version too, but I, the, it's like such a small amount of people who watch that it wouldn't be worth it. I guess my main question is where, where's the one place where all these people hang out? Is there like Facebook or like Facebook? Is there yeah. like a reviewer or like, a, you know, is there like an MKPHD of like Pokemon cards or like, so you get some, if I want to go down the big collector market, there are plenty of like people it's mostly going to be like youtubers for this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that have like gigantic followings that just like go and they just buy pokemon stuff and open their packs like right like there's so many people who just watch people roll the dice on Uh, what they get from because it's basically gambling yeah it's like the surprise bags like that yeah yeah exactly so but to, to sponsor something like that would cost me way more money than i have uh for my marketing budget i would imagine yeah i don't know man i would I would see if like reaching out to these people and like, Hey, you want a lifetime subscription to like Juniper's lab just to mm-hmm. check it out. You don't have to write anything about it. If you don't, you can write bad things about it. If you do, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I think it's reaching out to those to... people. Yeah, exactly. There's no harm in doing it. They're just going to say, no, fuck you. Give me, um, mm-hmm. you know, $2,000 or something. Yeah. That'll be uh something to, to look out to. I, I need to do more research in that. I have a couple people like smaller time people that i'm think considering reaching out to just because i'm like i think it would be an easy sell uh yeah. but yeah so yeah, yeah i'm guaranteeing by my birthday though, this thing will be out the door because it's, right. it's coming together really fast i'm i'm taking you know i'm spending a lot of my free hours on it because i'm just inspired to to work on it and it's fun to see it have progress yeah that's awesome man you heard it here uh, yeah so we stand up soldiers he's first I just did 27 <laughs> minutes of our uh, of our 30 minute podcast. Yeah, well, I was I saw that a long one, I think. No, I saw that 25 minutes in, and I'm like, you know what? I, I got nothing. So, well, this is going to be an all Keith Juniper's Lab podcast. Oh, well, I feel selfish, but you don't no, have anything. I, give me a, give me a just a snippet from the stuff that you worked on, because I'm sure you achieved some stuff. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you why why I got you is uh, one of the things that happened over the last. So the last time we talked is uh, Seed co-working shut down. 
Um, yeah. Which, uh, if you don't know, if you're one of the uh, other 10 people that listen to this and don't know who I am, um, out of the 30, um, Seed is a, a co-working place I helped start uh, back in 2012. It's actually where, like, it was kind of our, like, really fantastic home base. Um, yep. yep. I still have photos. I was going through, like, old photos, and I have, I still have the photo that I sent you. I remembered when I ordered the brand new MacBook Pros. Remember when those came out? Yeah, yeah. And they and they got I got them shipped to Seed, and I took a photo of them. Like, hey, Keith, you might want to come in today because I, I got something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just remember that. So anyway, Seed is a coding place I, I helped open and start, and I, I left uh, kind of the um, the one of the as being a founder. Well, as being uh, I guess a administrator. Bit. Yeah, more, more being one of the people that, that opened it, yeah, about 2015, we found somebody else, uh, Adam, to, to help us run it, who's done awesome. Uh, and I've been a member, so it was sad to like, it was like literally sad to uh, see it shut down. Uh, just it's due to COVID, man. Like, turns out, turns out nobody wants to breathe in warm, wet air from, from other coworkers uh, during these times. So, um, yeah, it's it sad, but uh, I went in and, and got a few things from from C. So I got the big table. Remember the big nice. table? A huge. Yeah. It's 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 in my basement now. Nice. Um, but the other two things is that I got are the bell. Yeah. And, and the gavel. So uh, nice. you you were the original purchaser of I believe both of those, right? Both oh, of those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I purchased those and the marker board that had the uh, um, Wi-Fi oh. password on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Well, I had it from my a dorm room or not my dorm room, my like apartment or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I'm moving apartments and I'm not allowed to put, hang things on the wall in the, this new apartment. So do you guys want this? And because it, it's glass, like I wasn't going yeah, you know, to carry nice. it around with me or whatever. So, yeah. And it happened to fit perfectly on that one wall. Um, yeah. So I was going to see if you wanted that um, or one of those things or both of those things. I was going to ship them to you. Or I have asked you that before and you said no. So I, I wanted to make sure, see if you wanted it. I was just going to ship it to you, but I kind of had to ask you for your address. Oh, um, gotcha. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I uh, I'm, think I'm good. Okay, okay. I'll just yeah. I'll leave it here then for, for uh, I, I still am actually going to get a plaque on it. So I'll have your name on it, um, on the plaque in my, in my basement office. Um, nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I was terribly sad to hear the news about Seed. Actually, you're not on Facebook anymore, but I like Don or somebody posted something on there. And I was basically like, this is really sad for me because this Seed and obviously you like kind of kicked my career off on the right foot. Right. Like I was just a college kid when I was going there for meetups and stuff. And when yeah, I, met I mean, all, you were a college kid that, that emailed me and said, hey, I want to work, you know. So, like, yeah, yeah, I went out. No, no, but it's like I, you know, Seed plays a big part in like me networking with the people that I, you know, eventually became good friends with. And you started um, the uh, Open Hack here in Toledo. Oh, yeah. I forgot that I I was the one that started that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that was. Gave a lot of talks. I did give a lot of talks. Some of them more prepared than other talks. All of them really. Yeah. All of them really too long most of the time. But, uh, yeah, we taught a course at Seed. Ah, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, 
yeah, that was a yeah. good time, which really solidified my, my love of teaching people stuff. Like I had always kind of thought I wanted to do that for, with tech stuff, but that like definitely showed that like, okay, here's kind of a process that sort of works for giving people things to do and whatnot. Like I still think I, I was the world's worst person prepping that stuff because I was, I procrastinated real hard at basically every single week on prepping my portion of those things. But, uh, they turned out well for the students, I think that, you know, the people who took the course. So it kind of showed like the sort of value you can produce and, and those kind of things. And that, you know, well, it kind of led me to where I am now with, uh, being like, you know what I miss teaching people, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And then that YouTube channel turned into a full-time job from a different place. And yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. how like one little, one little like uh, decision kind of changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was sad. Uh, I went in, it closed down on uh, the 31st. I went in there like on the 29th or something, and just like the stickers are off the windows in the front and like uh -oh. all the front. Yeah, it's kind of sad. But, um, I, you know, I'm thinking of something else. It's not going to be co working because um, I don't think the traditional co working model works, uh, especially in a town like Toledo. Yeah, it didn't work in Toledo very well. It worked. At least it didn't. I mean, it didn't seem like it was like you know, I don't, something about seed. There was a lot of times like you'd see the same like five or six dedicated people who work there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a and, gym membership. Like there's a lot of people that paid. Yeah, there you go. Very little that showed up. So, um, and that's a failure really on on my part and and really everybody's part in the community because it, what you want to create that have people just coming back is, is a place where everybody feels welcome and they have fun and they get something from it, but they also give to it. So mm -hmm. I think there's other models out there that, uh, that make it, you know, it's the reason that people go to coffee, the same coffee shop over and over, you know, it's, it's because they, they start to know the people there, they feel at home there. And there's a way to create that. Um, that's not strictly about working. So uh, I got some ideas around that. So maybe we'll see something in the future that. Gotcha. A think tank membership. I like a it. Think tank membership. <laughs> uh, basically, it's just going to be a bunch of people riding uh, electric vehicles. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's really all I got. I mean, I did some things with Juve. I did some things with Tetsu. But who cares? I'll, I'll talk about them next time. All right. Well, it's thanks for listening to me talk for a long time. That's I mean, exciting, it was a conversation. Man. You were, you were asking me questions and stuff too, and giving me some good ideas. Tell me about Chad, but yeah. I'll give you some personas. Yeah, there you over. go. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for that. But it's, uh, I guess I'll talk to you in two weeks because we're back on schedule. Hopefully. All right, Keith Tronics. Have a better week. Next week. Bye.